Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. I'm uh, I'm starting to regret my life decisions here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun because, um, you know, I, I had today off, so I, I figured I'd go to Nisker's for lunch. And, of course, Carolyn messaged me in front of that saying she was dying to get a headset, you know, for when we're all in here together. I said, there's another one floating around here. We'll figure it out. But I'm like, I'm going to Nisker's. She's like, how long are you going to be there? We're ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh he's only gosh. missing a couple important details in between there. But yeah, well, just, yeah, just just a few, just well, a few. Well, 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 I I ate lunch. We ha- we 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 enjoyed a, a beverage and um talked about you, maybe <laughs> you. you for, I mean, <laughs> you kind of forgot some introductions there, Jim. Okay, yeah, Carolyn. <laughs> uh, I jump. Uh, well, I jump right ahead. You know, I, I'm stupid that way. Everyone. <laughs> From the Bronco Media Network, she calls women softball at WMUBroncos.com. She calls women basketball. On the touch, it's Carolyn Binder. Thanks for having me back, guys. Of course. I joked on Facebook earlier in the week because you had asked if you could come in, and I'm like, probably a good idea. Jim and I did way too much agreeing last week, so... Um, I'm I'm anticipating it to turn the other way. Yeah, it, it will because we agree on something you don't. She's wearing it. Well, let's just start there. It's not that I don't agree. I said it earlier. When this team does nice things, I'll say nice things, and I might even buy some apparel. But until then, I'm not wasting my money. They're doing nice things right now. Look at the strapped. Everyone on paper loves it. On yeah. paper. On okay. Pa- yeah. That's where, and we'll That's go, my we'll, disconnect. It's we'll on paper. Right, we'll jump right in because how many, how many drafts have you actually paid attention to the lines? And I don't mean to say like you don't pay attention. I know you pay attention. But as a Lions fan, this is has to be one of the first years that literally they've put the pieces in place to actually win football games. Right. On paper. Thank you. Well, that's what we have right now for ever, for the Indianapolis Colts, which you are wearing. The entire NFL's on paper for next year. <laughs> mm, I would beg to differ. I would say there's probably a good handful of teams that are pretty secure in making the playoffs. Oh, yes, but still. We have but, no idea what this team's going to look like. None. You guys are higher on Hutchinson than I am, too. That's part of the disconnect as well. I didn't like the pick. I think it screamed money making. Why? Uh, I, no. I agree. Yes. I agree to Thibodeau was more talented. Let's agree with that right now, right here. He has the higher ceiling and he's more talented. Okay, well, on paper. <laughs> no, none of these guys have taken an NFL snap. Look, Sorry. True. Like none of these guys have taken an NFL snap. Okay, the team's trying to make money. How profitable has have the Lions been? Not very. Uh, before this past season, they sold that damn stadium out every single week. Yeah, because for gutter sludge. So yep, sure did. Yeah, but, I was there. <laughs> I mean, the fans are yeah, part of the problem. Yeah. If if they stop it, when they're bad, if they stopped consuming and spending money, they'd have more 
I don't know, influence to be better. But when it sells out every single Sunday and everybody says, well, at least we have a team. What in, what influence do they have to be better? No, I'm the, uh, They're there I, to make money. I'm agree. I'm agreeing with you on on that. I do meet you that the Hutchinson pick, if it's between Hutchinson and Thibodeau on a like one to one comparison, yes, he's there to make money. Cool. You know, but, Rod the Bod walked into Martha and Sheila's but, office and said. Oh, we'll sell so many jerseys, and we'll put butts in seats to buy fifteen dollars beers. Maybe, Listen, maybe that conversation Brad, didn't may, happen. Maybe whole. Oh, I'm not saying that it didn't, but okay. No, so I'm, I'm shirt, talking to my boy Jim okay. here. The the shirt that I'm wearing, mm-hmm. I bought from a Detroit sports store in the Outlet Mall in Auburn Hills. I was there, took my kids to Legoland, Great which Lakes is crossings, which is also in the Outlet Mall in Auburn Hills, which is like a great position for talk about money making. Anyway, <laughs> so we walk by there and I'm like, I got to go in there and check this out. And this logo, and we should get a picture posted on Facebook or wherever because uh, both of us, because yeah. it's NFL season. It is. So the logo that I have is the second ever Detroit Lions logo. I do have a trivia question coming up, but I want to make my point. I was talking to the guy and I uh, selling stuff and we were talking about the history of this logo. And then I also noticed there was like a ton of Stafford jerseys, Lions Stafford jerseys, Rams Stafford jerseys. God forbid the Detroit Rams. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm I'm surprised in Detroit Metro that there was any left. So he said to me, we have sold more Stafford jerseys after he left. What sense does that make? I'm sorry, and I know this is off of our topic, but you're talking about jersey sales, so that's why this no, came the, up in my this was a this was a big point of contention that I had for weeks and months of the season. Yeah, when they were going to the Super Bowl, and it looked, you know, I don't get it. Well, that that part I don't get, but I don't get it's your ex. Finding a better person and getting married. Yes. yes. And you're rooting but, for him. But it makes zero sense. Going, None. Going back to Hutchins the Hutchinson point, yeah, he'll he'll sell he'll sell jerseys. He's gonna sell tickets because he was obviously the standout at Michigan. He's got family, he's got friends, whatever, but yep. uh, he can play. The, he can play. We need we need that on our line. Period. <laughs> We need that talent on our line. We need somebody. You know what worries me, though? Yeah. You look at the game that he played against Georgia. He looked great all season long. And then when he got into real competition, he looked real average. Okay. And and if, you know, the NFL is full of Georgia. It is a different animal. I, I will meet you there, but Dan Campbell is also a different animal. Mm hmm. I'm not sold on Dan yet. Okay. I'm not there. I, I think he's a great motivator. You know, people saying, like Goff, oh, he loves playing for him. Sweet. <clears throat> and you look at his facial features, he could be Bill Cowherd's younger brother. <clears throat> liking, you know? a, liking a coach you know, doesn't mean that this player is all of a sudden just going to be good. But- I think there's a disconnect there with fans. They just see that. Dan Campbell's this incredible motivator and stuff, but it's like if you don't have the right pieces and they don't play and you can't develop them, you're kind of screwed either way. They're kind it's of like Jacksonville those. taking Walker at number one. That should yeah. end great. Jacksonville having to teach a player how to play the position. That should end swimmingly. But 
here's the thing. The picks that they have, in my opinion, you don't have to teach them how to play. You you have to have the right pieces for your scheme that you're trying to plug in. And I'm I didn't I'm not you. saying they thank have to you. train them. Hutchinson knows what he has to do. The mm-hmm. other players know what they have to do. The Hutchinson, it was the only pick that I couldn't maybe the second defensive end, Pascal. Yeah. I didn't like it where it was. Obviously, he was all SEC, like sure. You're not too good for that. But I guess <coughs> with all the pieces that you've invested in this defensive line in the last couple of years, I didn't like that pick there. You took two D tackles last year and both of them looked pretty average. Yeah. It, and that might be nice. Um <laughs> so I just I don't know. I didn't like spending four picks in two drafts on a defensive line. Why not? Defense wins championships. Because I think your you offense like it is not. real close. Your offense is real close. Well, then why not get that defense up to Cuz it top, it top needs a lot of work, Jim. It needs a lot. I think you are under- addressing and, and they're second- addressing so it. line and secondary. The the comment I made on draft night when that went down was, you know, our secondary also needs help. Trash. It's trash. Yeah. But it's in my opinion, right now on paper, we are less trash because the defensive line is built up a little more. I'm not saying the defensive line is answering the secondary. We think. We we think that's the fun of this discussion yeah, because it's all, it's all it's all speculation until we're three and two after five games in the regular season. And I then, said it. And then and we. I said it. And that's my only yeah. deal. I'm not gonna wear or buy apparel for the Lions until I see this thing on the you field. You don't have to, but you yes, can I least, do. You can no, you don't. Yes, I do. It. No, you Why don't. would I waste my money on a losing franchise? They're working on that being because a losing I, franchise. Yeah, and how many times have we heard that, Jim? I had the same aspirations when Quintricia came in. How did that end? Pretty <laughs> good, know, didn't it? That, you know, that's, I, you, you went backwards. You, I'm, I'm going to be honest. We've, I, I we've wish, seen wish, this before. I wish I recorded these moments in time because when I was thinking about this discussion, I remember, and I will call my dad, I remember I was 10 years old, And I said, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. You need an offensive line. You need a line, period. Like, deep. Thank you! I was 10. When Trisha came in, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the Patriots, uh, the Patriot way, everything's great. I was like, no, because just because, like, okay, maybe, but maybe not because he hasn't led a team. And then, yes, it blew up in our face. We, we've had Matt Millen. We've but, had well, Marty Morning. Don't even, don't, I, I, the they, names have changed. Who still owns them? The Fords. And, yeah, the, and the Firestones. Yes. and I 50 was, plus I was, years of losing. I, was I have in, no influence to think differently. I was in that studio and I was like, tell me how to not be a Lions fan. Nobody could do it because it's too much in my blood. So here we go. The difference with who is, yes, it's the same family, but Sheila Ford is in the locker room, celebrating the locker room, in there with her head coach, bought into the coaching system, bought into the players, bought Thank into you. the players' success. Can I can I play devil's advocate for a second? Of course, because that's o- what you do. Owners, <laughs> owners in professional sports are the most purest form of cancer. Owners that are too involved 
run their franchises into the ground. I don't need Sheila in the locker room. I don't need that stuff. You know what I need from Sheila? I need you to employ people to make football decisions, and I need you to get out of the way because you have no idea what you're doing. Your family has no idea what they're doing. But 50 years of losing. But her family treated this franchise like a weekend hobby. I would rather have the passionate owner that is invested in the people. And yeah, we may not agree on the people and the places and the, what the pieces and all of that stuff. Rather bod. Right. I would rather a business guy making football decisions. Great. Might work. Uh, I doubt it. it yeah, he well, knows nothing about football. Let's be honest here. Well, let's let's let the football coaches do their thing. But that's the issue. Thank I you. don't but know that they have full autonomy. Do they? Mm-hmm. They need full autonomy. Do they though? Yes. Like, but you can't tell me that Dan Campbell had no say in the picks that they, or minimal say in the picks and the way that those picks were made. You can't say that. I want Holmes' input. And from what I understand, Holmes and your biggest football person, Chris Spielman, wanted Thibodeau. But guess who wanted Hutchinson? Rod the Bod. That's not good. That is a non-football personnel person making a decision for a franchise. I need this franchise to make winning football decisions, not making money decisions. Well, we'll see how it turns out because mm-hmm. I think what one to one right now on paper we we don't know. We don't know. No. So So I'm gonna err on the side of what I do know. I'm not willing to go what I to where I don't know yet. Because okay. they, they haven't given any a good draft isn't enough. No, I'm and I, Th- I agree. This with franchise you hit that. hit like the ocean floor. It literally scraped off the ocean floor. Oh, it's, I mean, I'm with you. You had an opportunity with, uh, God, what was his Codwell. You fired him after he won 10 games because it wasn't good enough, which was great at the time because it wasn't good enough. And the Lions sent a message and you went 50 steps backwards trying to make it better. I will meet you there because I have no, Evidence to the contrary. Again, 50-plus years of losing. So until they start winning, my mindset is not going to change. Speaking of 50 years-plus of losing, my logo on my shirt is the second logo used by the Detroit Lions. My trivia question is what years was this logo active? She asked me that when we were across the street at Niskers. I backed away right away and just like, I can't even give you an answer. Is it like a decade? Or it's is it... through multiple decades. That's tough. Because my dad was smart growing up. He was like, the Lions will never win, so root for somebody else. <laughs> I, I grew up on... This is the dichotomy of my life. My sports introduction was the Detroit Lions and Duke basketball. See, I remember watching the Falcons in the Super Bowl against the Broncos in, like, 97. Okay. That was, like, one of my earliest memories. I was five. Well, actually, if you go before that, <clears throat> my dad would tape the NBA Finals uh, when Jordan yeah. did his run. Yeah. I'd come home from preschool and watch him the next morning. <laughs> 
God, I am old. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hint. Jim was maybe in kindergarten. Just kidding. I have no idea how old you were when this when this logo was active. Are you talking? You're, you're talking the late sixties. <laughs> okay, I just outed myself. 1946 to 1969 is the final answer. So, when they won their one and only NFL league. NFL championship because yeah. yeah. before the Super Bowl, nineteen fifty seven. Yeah, that's. They, I gotta say it. That's it's even sadder that it's not even a Super Bowl. Bringing it back, baby. I'm wearing. I'm wearing the shirt. I'm bought in. I did buy a hat Let's one time this. that with that logo. Yeah, and sold it. It's cool. I literally though. just a, bought it to make money. It was it's five a, bucks. I was it, like, oh, I'll be able to sell. You it. know, for what it's worth, Jordan, the Kool Aid this year is the best taste in it's oh ever my. been. You keep your Kool Aid <laughs> over there, damn it. I'm not interested right now. You're maybe I'll sip on it at the beginning of the season if it looks good. But. So how's how's Nikki, the team leader, doing for the Tigers? Huh? I'll give you more uh, grief. I'll just give you more Lord. grief. I'll give you more. Do we have to talk about the Tigers? Yes, because yeah, they actually won four out of five. And? and and they're at the bottom for, of the uh, yeah <laughs> thank NL you and, thank you Carolyn and <laughs> thank you well AL, well, sorry. They're, well they're kind of sucking it today but that's okay but anyway you suck it every day your team <laughs> leaders you wouldn't believe this oh my goodness Cabrera's leading and hitting with a two eighty six yikes how sad is that yikes that's very uh, sad yeah, you want you want to hear sadder. Yeah, let's hear it. Robbie Grossman second at two eleven. That's that's gross. <laughs> that is gross. Look at this. I guess Grossman, Candelario, two oh nine, Shoop, one sixty three, Torkelson, one fifty seven. Yeah. Uh. Dude and, is and Hobby's down round two ten. Torkelson needs to be oh, sent down. He's that, not ready. Yeah, he's not ready. I'll so they we need were... to send him down or they're gonna ruin his confidence and they're gonna ruin another bat. Send him down, please. He was on that long list of the injured. Wasn't he on the ILs? Because he was on that right. list. That's right. Yeah. We Austin Meadows is game. Austin Meadows is out for ten days with vertigo. There's injuries all over the place. Vertigo, man, that's a wow. I didn't expect. It's a that. sad state of affairs. We are getting hit on each facet of the game. But I, and you know what the sad part is, is we're being hit from every side. It was bad before this. Yeah. And coming off of the discussion about the Detroit Lions, we're like, oh, here's some, here's some hope. Here's something. Like, <laughs> no. Hope in the Tigers? What? No. Just Those two kidding. words don't even belong in the same sentence. Well, I'll give, I'll give them this. They do have pitching on the back end. I don't know, Jim. On the back, even though Eduardo did not look good today at all but, and went out after one third of an inning. I've said it before, though. You can they we have great prospects, and they've all made the major leagues. The problem is, you need every single one of them to hit. And I've said it before: one blows his arm out, one gets moved to the bullpen. It's just it's numbers. It's well, the way that it works. Well, well yeah. you know, and, and, and just for reference purposes, the Cubs half their team's down literally right now. They tap their farm system. You and I have talked about it. Their farm system good. is very good. Probably the best in baseball. Yeah, you want to know and, what the and, Lions is or Tigers is? And what and what happened last night? Relief pitcher comes up, five Ks and six at bats. That's why Boom. he's so excited because the Cubs are doing so well. 
No, we're not doing well. We but just, at least the, fr- the there, future there looks is, bright. There is light down the tunnel. We thought there was light in Detroit, but it's not there now. Snuffed out. I mean, would you agree Al Avila has to go? It, absolutely. I think you posted that what yeah. earlier this week or last week. Whenever. Last week. I was in Disney, so I don't know. Well, but. and then he, Jim here had a buddy commenting on the post saying, trying to throw blame on uh, uh, AJ Hinch. And it's like. No. Stop it. No, he's stop it. Hinch is probably the best thing to happen to those Tigers. Yeah, right and now. guess what? If the sucking continues, he's going to leave your ass. Hinch. Or he will get left. No, he's going to leave. Before today. He'll go to a contender. If this team can't figure it out, he will leave and go to a contender. This was his way back into Major League Baseball. Going into today, we were 13-24. and 24. Right. The reason I think we've won over 10 games is because of A.J. Hinch, Hinch. and the fact So if – Anybody else is in that position. They're not finagling what they have the way that they're the AJ Cincinnati Hinch. Reds. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, realistically, what is the difference between us and the Cincinnati Reds? You've scored less runs than the Reds. Absolutely. Which That's means you have better pitching than the Reds. <clears throat> They're embarrassing. But anyway, but that, but that's yeah. Pitching's fine, look, but if you're not scoring look, runs, what does it matter? Look, it's this is why we play 162 games a year, not 154, not this short little 60 game sprint we did back in 2020. No, we play 162. I don't even need 40 to know this team is horrible. I want to remind you that the What do you think they're just going to turn it on and make the playoffs? The world champion it. Atlanta Braves were under 500 at the All-Star break if you don't remember. Were they 11 games under 500? I'm not sure where they were, but they were under. It doesn't matter. They were under and they I won look the whole damn thing. It doesn't yeah, I'm going to They also had a real roster. <laughs> Dude, this this they lineup had an okay eat, roster. This lineup okay. when healthy isn't even good. It's not. Maybe. And Mr. Illich conned every single Detroit Tigers fan. He made you think he was spending money. It was faux spending. I've been saying it from the beginning. If Eduardo and Baez are any good in two years, guess what? They're opting out and they're leaving because this franchise is horrible. 100%. And if they suck, guess what? You're stuck with them. Also... So you're screwed if you do, screwed if you don't. Remember when we signed Justin Verlander to that monumental deal? When was that? 2012, 2011? Somewhere right around there. And everyone's like, ah, this could be great. Awesome. Two years and he's gone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Two years and he's gone. He opted out. Good for him. I'm so happy for him. That was a better choice, obviously, for him as a player and where he wanted to go with his career because... Good night. After, hey, he was going to be the holy grail answer to our baseball prayers in the early 2010s, and we lost him in two years. Didn't he? I thought he was on the roster in 06. Yeah, he was. He he, was. That was his rookie year. Yeah, yeah I remember. He he puked, a, I remember a, there was in one of the games he puced the ball over to third and didn't get him out, and it was just, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he, he was a rookie in 06. I do. Yeah, I do remember that. By the way, the Atlanta Braves in 2021, at the All-Star break, they were 44 and 45. Okay, one so game, game under. under one five. This under. team is 11 games under Correct. 500. Right now. And there's plenty of time <clears throat> to get to the All-Star break. 
plenty of time. If they can go four out of six for a little bit of a sprint here, it's going to help them out. I don't even know if they're going to win 80 games, Jim. I just, I don't see it. I don't see a path. I, Again, it's, I love like, your optimism. I really do. But meanwhile, Carolyn and I are here in reality. It's not very good. And I don't see no, it getting it, any better. No, Jordan, this is my buy in. Hold on. This is my buy-in with him because I am so overly optimistic with the Honolulu Blue. Yes. The fact that I'm sitting here going like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> this ain't going to happen in Detroit, <laughs> Comerica Park. Like, this is not going to – it's just not as much as I want it to it's because not. of the – like. You got to put do, your fandom aside for a second. I do like A.J. Hinch. And my friends that know that I dogged on the Houston Astros – may laugh at that. He was but a like, scapegoat for that whole thing. He was. And he's good at what he does. <clears throat> he, yes. And he is a good baseball tactician. Mm-hmm. But. You can't. It, you can't. It was the your, your friend George. Oh, okay. The, yeah. the issue is <clears throat> a manager is like a chef. Mm-hmm. When the ingredients <clears throat> are bleep, the product is bleep. Am I wrong? A manager can only do with what they have. And guess what? Illich and Avila haven't given him a whole lot of anything. I'll give you that. This, when your season is contingent on two of your rookies coming in and being all world, it's not good. That's not a good way to start a season. Well, let's see where we're sitting at around July 4th. Or, yeah, because yeah, the, right the, 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 week, <laughs> the week following is, the, uh, is when the All-Star game is normally. Yeah. So... Let's see where we're at then. And then we'll just drop baseball till then. No, we Shook. won't. No, okay. we won't. No, okay. we won't. No, Gosh. we won't. Right. Yeah. No, we won't. Because he's going to yell and bitch about something anyway. I'm just, I'm over Illich. And it's like, we're going back to the 90s and 2000, early 2000s. All of the time, all of the money, all of the attention is going to the Red Wings. He's not spending any time, any money, anything on the Tigers. And here's my thing. You don't care? Sell the team. Sell the team, Chris. I can't disagree with that. Sell it. Sell it to somebody who cares. Because clearly you don't. But also, it's not like the Red Wings are doing anything right now either. I I, I think think you're going to be surprised by their offseason. Well, right now they're getting their tea times in, but I'm sorry of that. Yeah. No, I th- I think they're primed to spend some money. I just saw they um, that kid Rust uh, from the top line of the Penguins. He's been rumored to go to Detroit this year. He- he's a Michigan native. I th- I think Stevie's going to make some noise this offseason. I do like that Stevie's there because that's one of those things from a Detroit sports fan perspective. But uh, I hate to bring this back up, but. Chris Spielman, that was the same thing, idea behind having Chris Spielman in that position in the front office for the Lions. But yeah, but we're going to move on from the Lions from it. But but the fact is, like, Stevie Y, like, he's going to take care of the Detroit Red Wings. Well, yeah, he's. But that takes time, and I don't think to this this degree, he hasn't had enough time. I don't know. I know the next logical no, question is how much time does he need? It, it's but, still early, though. Yeah, it's, it it's still very early. And we already know Stevie Wise's resume, for crying out loud. Look what he did down in Tampa Bay. And, and the, effects are still, the effects are still going. Correct. 
and we're hoping for that same thing in Here, Hockey Town. The the issue is, and it's not with Stevie, it's with your previous regime. Yeah. Ken Holland was so damn worried about that streak. Yeah. That streak. Hundred oh, percent. That streak put you five to ten years behind the clock because yeah. you were so worried about making the playoffs yep. and filling the seats. You weren't good <clears throat> enough to compete. Yep. Real franchises, whether they rebuild or retool, they take a step back. Yep. When I, when you could have traded guys like Cronwall and Zetterberg and Datsuk, you didn't do it. Yeah. And then guess what? They didn't have any value. All so how sudden, are you yeah. supposed to reload the decks and the shelves? All of a sudden, your shelves are full, but they're full of, old. as you just said, old. Right, and then everybody's falling off the shelf, and you got nobody behind them. And, and then you had a GM that couldn't draft for a bleep. I was there for the last couple of playoffs like in the again the early 2010s. they get bounce in the like, first round right, no, what does that mean like nothing rolled rolled yes. not even like not even congratulations right. you made it 20 years in a row the last 5 you didn't even compete right not not worth it and I then hate but, that. but then here's the thing that just blows my mind because we're getting rolled in the playoffs and then all of a sudden oh guess what here's a brand new stadium yeah. like what yep Here's and then we're going to bring the band back together right. next year. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. But I do, overall, I like that setup with Ford Field, Comerica Park, and Little Caesar. Like, cool. Put them all in the same area. Great. But that stadium district is another uh, black eye for Illich. He promised too much that ne- most of it never happened. But, I mean, it's there. Right? It's there. The teams are playing there. They're centralized. Cool. They're playing there, but nobody's going. <laughs> What they need to do is go back to, was it? I mean, think about the two teams that play in that building. The Pistons and the Red Wings. (laughs) They have been dog bleep for years. They they need to go back to, like, the first couple years of when they built Comerica Park and the Tigers were losing 100 games. And I know we're not talking about that right now, but they had to to tank ticket prices to get Mm -hmm. anybody to go. And I remember my dad and I would go, uh, so I grew up in Bay City, like a couple hours drive or so to Comerica Park. We would plan like, you know, the the seats, like basically a few rows behind the plate were like 15 bucks. And then the ones we found this out were the ones that were like the first couple rows of that upper deck. Mm -hmm. That's the, in my opinion, the best view of Comerica Park right behind that home plate up on the upper deck. Like eight bucks. Yeah. That's like single A baseball prices, but they Uh had to do that. In order to get people to go, well, the whatever, last, the like la- do it. So right? I like the new stadium for the Wings, and maybe you guys disagree. I didn't like the move for the Pistons. No, I thought I, they should have stayed in Auburn Hills. I agree. I was like I said, I was just at Auburn Hills. We actually passed the Palace of Auburn Hills, and it's sad because it's just a sign with a vacant lot, basically. Well, and and, it, and when they tore it down, you still had people across the league saying it was one of the better places to go play. Yeah, and it was. And they just had fun. put a ton of money into it. They yeah. built the beer garden and stuff. It was fun to go to. It made no sense. Yeah, because uh, now nobody nobody wants to go down to Detroit to watch that. I, but you got plenty of people that lived in the Auburn Hills area. People yeah. like me that. Yeah. They were so bad. I was a college kid with no money. I can go watch a game for pretty much nothing well they need to do that again i know that's like against business pa- practices these days with uh, you know whatever they're just gonna charge out the nose because people go but like going back to your lions comment <clears throat> lions fans comment if 
people stop going, like they're going to be forced to get better. Well, get better, tank, whatever, to get people to go. And yes, I mean, ultimately get better. You know your team's successful when the nightly attendance figures marks your sellout point, which is Auburn Hills 21,454, memorized from way back. The usual 21,454 packed into Auburn Hills, blah, blah, blah. Sign of a successful team right there. You can do that. If you can do that nightly, you win. Can't yeah. do it with what they have now. Either. None of the Detroit teams none can. None of them can. The Tigers, the Lions, the Pistons, the Wings, none of them. Not a single one. Now, you see, I, I'm, I, I, I've always questioned why... Attendance figures are always so low. Why people don't go out to Kalamazoo Wings games or Bronco football games or whatever? You know, not not the, did this not, past year. Not, not the Tuesday, not the Tuesday night freeze-a-thon that we do in November, but the uh, isn't that about right? But the uh, but the but Saturday day games they never never came close to selling out. I don't know if they even cracked twenty thousand. Who Broncos in any game this year? Football? I don't I don't know if they cracked twenty thousand attendance For at football? all. Yeah. Well, I losing games and, and you there, shouldn't have has a lot to do with 30, that. 30,000 I, I capacity. Also, so I'm going to bring this up. I, the combination of winning, losing games, but also I think COVID still played a factor. I believe last so, season. too. Yeah, well, that too. I, but, but I think but. this, and we've talked about this a bunch when I've been in here, I think this season across the map for sports, whether it's the K-Wings, the Growlers, the Broncos, period, I think COVID finally is not so much of a factor. It's still there, but it's not a thing where it's like, oh, I'm if I'm in a good spot health-wise and I feel good about going out, like I'm not going to think twice about going to a Bronco football game. Where last season, I'm, I, I might have. Yeah. And also because it is accessible through a lot of media, and quite frankly, I'd rather listen to Robin Hook. Well, I've, I've, than... I've brought it up here with Jordan in the past, and, and I'll bring it up here with you since you're here. Um, back in 2016 when Fleck had the team, mm-hmm. there was no sellout. Oh, no, of none, course not. None, no. 2015 was the only sellout, and that's because Michigan State was in town. Yeah. Other than that, Walden never sold out. With the hottest team uh, in college football or in the mid-majors? No. Should have been th- there should have been 30,000. That place should have been packed every game. Mm-hmm. That's my point. This town does not really support. In 2016, the economy was fine. People had money. Nobody came out for the hottest act in college football, which was P.J. Fleck. Point taken. There you have it. I mean, Kalamazoo's a hockey town. <laughs> okay. And you talked about the K-Wings. 70, they sold out quite 70, a few games this past season. 1975-76, we had the number 10 men's basketball team in the nation. Season ending. Lost to Marquette in the regional semis, I do believe. Um, 10,000 plus in Reed Fieldhouse. Regular. Sold it out. That was 47 years ago. That's what I'm saying. They, used to, they supported. They used to sell they out supported. when Hawk had that team roaring. Ten? Yeah, they did. Thousand. That's what they're trying to get back to. And actually, it's a great segue. 
Um, because I put in the Bronco updates every day. Um, yeah. Uh, Coach Stevens getting some recruits. Uh, they inked Canadian prep star Jefferson Manegro. Um, I can't remember. Averaged 18 points, seven assists, and had a career high 33 points in his time up there. Uh, additionally, he was a recipient of the OSBA Sportsmanship Award, an award that is selected by coaches within the league for displaying fairness, ethics, and respect. Bronco basketball is going to be fun. Yeah, and he's joining uh, Max Burton from Williamston in, here in Michigan uh, and Javon Hanna from Mount Clemens in the uh, 2022 recruiting Pick class. Pick your sport. We got our football squeegee, our basketball squeegee, our hockey squeegee, and the squeegee's been pretty active. And then uh, cleaning house all the way across. Seth and, and, Hubbard. And of course, of course, the hockey, hockey though, it, it wasn't our choice. Yeah. We, we became good and the players decided, well, we're just going to go do our own thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth addition to the class of this coming season uh, was Seth Hubbard. Uh, Huntington Prep out of, I believe, Georgia. Um, I think he was a three-star recruit. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Steven's getting some good acquisitions. A couple of weeks ago, we got uh, Trey Maddox. Yep, I remember that pickup. Which um, I'm familiar with him because he he started at Oakland. Have you heard anything out of the women's program since you cover that? We're we're just pretty... Stagnant at the moment. Is that the way to put it? Yeah. Okay. Pretty okay. quiet at this point. What about baseball and uh, softball? And any updates there? So Kathy Licky retired. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations. Twenty-two to years her. at the her. helm, winning as softball coach, over four hundred wins, four hundred seventy-six, I believe. Fran Ebert might have to share that uh, stadium designation here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then one of my favorite players, Riley Galloway, uh, was getting uh, much, much deserved postseason recognition in her senior year with uh, all MAC recognition. Of course, she's the uh, strikeouts leader now in Bronco softball history, and I'm pulling up her stats here as we speak. But is she coming? Know, is she coming back next year? Or she's no, senior. she's, she's, she's okay. yep, she's a senior. Okay. So uh, she got all MAC honors and. Two plus, uh, or I'm sorry, two 18 strikeout games, 14 games with 10 plus strikeouts, and the fourth perfect game in Western Michigan softball history. She set the single season record with 247 uh, strike, or sorry, 267 strikeouts that eclipses the previous record of 247 set in 2012. So Riley Galloway, just an all around player. And yeah, we'll certainly be missed on the roster, but uh, you know, it'll be an interesting spot for the softball team to be in looking for a head coach for the first time in two decades. But yeah. they've they're another team that has good pieces in place. And I think, I don't, you know, and I don't know if they're looking within and I assume Dan Bartholomew is doing a, an all inclusive search. <clears throat> we know he's good at those now. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited for this team and for the trajectory of the program. They they finished under 500 and they they lost a heartbreaker at the end of the season to Ohio. Uh they had swept the Saturday 
series and then lost in their final game of the season. Um, so kind of disappointing end to their season, but they're fun to watch. I haven't watched them this much since I was in college uh, a while ago. Um, <laughs> so a lot of different players there, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it was fun to be a part of that and fun to be telling the story of Bronco softball. And I think they've got the sky's the limit, um, particularly with a head coaching search. So I think right. they've that you know they've got a huge ceiling so i'm excited for that um obviously bronco basketball um only graduated i say only some big names but three seniors uh so in terms of recruiting uh they've got a good base underneath them and a good foundation once again and and obviously getting uh, knocked out by Mm -hmm. buffalo in the first round of the mac tournament I I knew they were young. So. Yeah, it, it it was a young team. The wins, yeah, they're they're putting putting the right pieces in place, but getting the right experience where it needed to be to make a run. And Buffalo ended up running through the MAC. Yeah, and then their their coach went off to Syracuse. So it's yeah. not like Buffalo was a nobody team, right? No. Right. Buffalo was tough. Uh, so that's another group that. Knowing the inner workings a little more based on my experience with them, I'm excited for them too. And it it's all about, I don't want to say patience, and I know fans don't want to be patient, and fans just want to see success and points and everything right right now. And right. I, Which further proves most fans have no idea what they're watching. Correct. Especially when building a team. Right. And, I mean, Coach Klipfel's been here for, what, 10 years? He's yeah. going into his 11th season. He knows what he's doing. He yep. knows what he's building. He knows what he's going for. And so th- that being said, I am confident that replacing the pieces that he needs to replace is going to be successful. So we'll... Should be fun. We'll leave it there. I know that we're in... Th- this episode seems to be a lot about, on paper, what do we look like? <laughs> but... I think that's okay. I mean, that's where we are. I hate to say it. um, Teams that are no good are the ones that say on paper. I got paper. (laughs) And the fan bases. On paper, we're really good. Well, but what else? Because you're not very good in real life. You just just asked. So, you know, and we're not saying that about Western women's basketball and Western women's basketball. Or the softball team. No. We're just, we're recapping. More of lions. More right. Uh, I hear you, but <laughs> at this point, and this is this is a fun point of the sports cycle, but also kind of a, a weird point of the sports cycle because there's a lot of points of discussion that are on paper. Sorry, not sorry. There's also a lot of recaps, and there's also a lot of things like the Tigers, where uh, <laughs> not so good. Yeah. Uh I think we should end with hockey. Uh, the other day I posted that the CCHA was looking to add a team, and I just wanted to give Jim some crap for suggesting that it could oh, have been WMU. Shush. 
I you you don't know in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Karen, yeah, 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 you do. We, when we were, but you do. CCHA is in the rear view. But, <laughs> yeah, it but is. When we it's were August across the day, street. The you way. just don't know what's going to happen. So no. it's yeah. It was I, August I, day. Now. I didn't anticipate it, but you know, is me, it officially playing? Correct. It is. Okay. But they're see, not joining this year. They're joining the following year. Okay. Twenty three, twenty four. See you. Play the devil's advocate. I'll play the semi-dumb fan <laughs> type who knows better, but still opens his mouth up and says stupid things. But remember when all of our goalies transferred? And yeah. I, and I at first we were like, oh, oh no. And then I was like, as oh. I thought about it, I'm like, maybe there's a reason to it. Yeah. We've had another goalie. Okay. Uh, Kirk Larson, a freshman from Miami. He did not play last year. So you okay. add him with Cameron Rowe, who had a good, uh, what, 2020, 2021, but a not-so-good 21, 22. Um, obviously, Carter Berger, UConn, he was a Florida p- yeah. uh, draft pick. Zach Galambos, Jr., uh, he is from American International, a defenseman. We've added him. And then Jack Perbix. A junior from the team that beat us in the Elite Eight. You know, this is going to be a good coach for from Minnesota. A, a good test for yeah. first. To He's see, an Anaheim pick, too. Want to see how he handles everything this year, you know, with, with all the changes, you know, and if the team's still successful, then, I mean, we, you got, then we definitely have the right coach in the place. Uh, now, I love we it. were, we uh, were, I love this pick. I we, love this. I we love were this. talking, I love all of it. We were talking over across the street. Uh, about the CCHA and the NCHC. NCHC seems to have taken a little bit of a step back this year. For the upcoming season, a lot of these teams have been cleaned out as well. Yeah, but a good league always finds ways to... It, it may but have so does a good back. team, and a good Correct. team and a good league is going to continue to get that rotation of recruits right. and rotation of talent. So, so that's period. what basically what you're saying is we're going to learn a lot about Western hockey... Yes. first this year. Yeah. I am so excited. Yeah, the I am N- very, the, very excited. The NCHC is still the SEC of hockey. Yes. It just took a little bit of a... And I'd rather yeah, play in you know. the SEC of hockey than right. go back to the CCHA, Jim. Oh, Thanks. Yeah. oh I, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, you added a good forward from Minnesota. Should have Cameron Rowe could be pretty... Jacket. I mean, you got five pretty decent <laughs> transfers to go with yeah. your recruits that are coming in this year. You know, I still have my CCHA championship shirt if you ah, next time I get I think he just has a thing for the CCHA. Yeah, no. I mean no. It's it's all well and good that you run through that, but then that year that we won the CCHA, the last year of the conference, we got steamrolled by Nor- or, uh, Northern North Dakota, if mm-hmm. I could say my words right. So in St. Paul. So what's the point? There is no point. Mm-hmm, so much. stay stay where you are, stay yep. the course, let Fershweiler do what he's doing. Clearly mm-hmm. he's still recruiting, you know, he's able to recruit talent, but we don't really even have a baseline for that yet until no. right now. This is our baseline, and I, I think he's got a good course. Yeah. And, and we we had a couple of, fran- or not franchises, not pro sports, uh, programs. I think Boston College lost their longtime head coach. Mm-hmm. I believe they hired a Boston Bruins assistant to that job. Um, who else out that way? There was another team out somewhere on the East Coast that had a coach retire. I can't remember. But but that goes to what 
his what Jim's point is is that there's teams across the conference that are experiencing maybe not the same type of loss and step backs that that we did in terms of losing folks to the being drafted to the pros, which that's for a good reason. That's Correct. the that's the other thing. It's not like we were just losing players because I'm like oh, I don't want to play for this program anymore. No, they they're moving on to the next step in their career. Great. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for the next recruiting or for your recruiting plan? That mm-hmm. means Pat Fershweiler and the rest of his staff can go into these living rooms and say, hey, we've got a handful of guys that went here, and then we're off to the pros within X amount of time. Mm-hmm. So come on and play for Western Hockey. Uh, I think my last comment about hockey, and I forgot to mention it when we were talking about the wings, I don't like that the NHL, and I don't know why this is, has a thing for retread coaches. Oh. <laughs> These he, co- didn't, he didn't like my Mike Babcock suggestion. Stop it. <laughs> it's But it's like guys like Mike Yo. How many chances does he need to, for you to be like, yeah, that's not going to work? Like, come on. Barry Trotz is talking about getting another job. Why do we do this? Peter DeBoer's now on it. on the Red Wings Trot, list. Trotz would Peter not DeBoer be a was... bad choice. He, you could do worse. You could do a lot worse. You want to know what I think they should do? Go with a person that hasn't had a head coaching job in the NHL. I, I was just going to ask that, but but that happened, and I've I've talked to Jeff Blaschel. I respect him professionally. I respect him as a you know personally. He's a great guy, and I. I know that's what everybody says about everybody when they get ousted from their positions, but unfortunately what happened was because he was successful in every facet of his career. Then he gets to the pros, and that talent did not translate. That's what happened, right? I mean, I know maybe I'm simplifying it too much. No, I – But where I'm at is I think if he had a better team and a better GM, he – Still might be there, but hmm. I think a lot of okay. his a lot of his struggles came from Ken Holland's struggles. Okay, because Ken Holland did not put a good team together. And I'll meet you there. I just he came, where, where came in as the cresting was coming Correct. down. Correct. So you can't really fault him. No, again, it's saying, Chef. Uh, right. Ingredients. I'm, I'm, yeah, and I like that analogy a lot. I I don't want to. I'm not putting the burden of the reason that Jeff Blaschel is no longer in that position on. Jeff Blaschel. Like, I will meet There are other factors. Other factors. However, we've, at this point, we've kind of been down that road. Do we really want to do that again right now? Or do we want to get a, I hate this term, but bridge, like a bridge, somebody that has some some kind of a rod garden garden hire <laughs> pretty much why did you say that because that's <laughs> the analogy <laughs> yeah, you're yeah i guess that's true because <laughs> that's not doing us well right now i mean it's like, but but again it goes back to ingredients i guess that's the analogy but what in, what different what are the different ingredients what are what is so different about the ingredients right now that makes bringing in somebody with no head coaching experience okay for the Red Wings? Like, what's the big difference? I I mean, I guess you look at a guy like Pete DeBoer. Just got fired from the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. I know Pete DeBoer because I'm a San Jose Sharks fan, and he was my coach not too long ago. If I had to to give you a choice between Pete DeBoer and somebody else, I'll take somebody else, please. 
I've seen Pete DeBoer twice. Hasn't been able to get it done. That's fair. No, and and I'm not. I know we're just talking for comparison's sake. Like, I don't want that either. No. Like, and and I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the full list of of the prospects of of who's up for it. But I'd be hard pressed at this point, just from a Detroit Red Wings fan perspective, to say. Just point blank, I would prefer somebody with no head coaching experience versus somebody who has it. I guess that being said, I would want the right kind of experience. Like, why didn't it work? Was it because of the ingredients? Was it because of, you know, the chef? Who who was playing into why you're no longer a head coach and you are available to become the next Detroit Red Wings head coach? Yep. So... They have to choose wisely. Without without a doubt. But I mean, this could sink Stevie if he picks the wrong guy. Correct. It's but, pivotal. But I'll go back to the comment I made earlier. I believe that Stevie Y knows what he's doing. Oh, he knows what he's doing. I've, And I say this with players like, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be hard for Trevor to overcome how bad that organization is. So that's the thing. That's Can that's Stevie Y overcome the horrible situation Ken Holland put him in? Why am I why am I like thinking about Michael Jordan and the Wizards? Like <laughs> and how that didn't go well. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what your brain does. It goes to things that scenarios or even that as it an knows. Owner. Well, that too. He sucked as an owner. That that too. But I I don't I'm not trying to make an apples to oranges or apples to apples comparison. I think it is apples to oranges. I think Stevie has already made moves that prove that mm-hmm. that's not going to be the case. But our known situations are like Michael Jordan and the Wizards. Yep. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, the Jaguars, but, you know, and Derek Jeter and the Marlins, right? There's just there are certain situations where you're just not good enough to overcome how bad yeah. the organization is. So on paper, they're gonna need to be better. <laughs> that's that's how you wrap this up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we started on paper, ended on paper. You know what we forgot to do at the beginning, Jim? We forgot our sponsor. We did. Okay. Zemlick Office Products, Zemlick.com. Stadium Drive is their location, or just visit them at Zemlick.com for all of your office supply needs. Doesn't matter how big it is. No. Small, medium, large. Uh, They've got daily offers, free specials. Check them out, Zemlick.com. Yeah. You could build a uh, nice little studio at home. Come to think of it. I got space for that downstairs. I can do that. I do, too. I got a couple bedrooms upstairs. I'm like, hmm, maybe... Might be paying them a visit pretty soon. (laughs) Me, on the other hand, I'm just trying to clean what I own. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Life in Elmina, you know. Uh, All right. All right. Carolyn, thank you. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Thank you both for having me back. Way too fun. And and having a burger with you over at Niskers was good, too. Yeah. Always a good time. Oh, yeah. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got nothing. You got something, you're just holding it back. We'll talk about it next week.
Oh, God. That's what we call a tease right there. Yeah. That's right. Well, <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.